I want to talk about something that happened this weekend. I know it's Tuesday. Sometimes I like to ruminate on things all day Monday so that on Tuesday you, you hear about it. Um, so uh, this weekend I went to Dallas uh, for the Cowboys game. And, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks. And um, it may not seem like a big deal for a celebrity to attend a football game, but uh, I never leave my house, so it is a big deal. I, I go through the drive through at Wendy's, so I only have to see one person. I'm that kind of person. So there were 100,000 people in this stadium. Beautiful stadium, by the way, that Dallas has. Um, so Portia and I were invited by Charlotte Jones. She's the daughter of Jerry Jones, who owns the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, we went because we wanted to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> Anyway, so we get to sit in this very fancy suite because, you know, he owns the, the whole place. So his suite is, is fancy and he's got fancy friends. And I don't mean fancy like real housewife fancy. I mean like fancy. Look, this is, I took a video of who, who was next to me. and that was Charlotte Jones uh, Portia was talking to and George W. Bush and then in front of us was the tallest man in the world and, um, so I've got to say uh, when we were invited uh, I was you know I was aware that it, I was going to be surrounded with people from very different views and beliefs and I'm not talking about politics I was rooting for the Packers and uh, get this everybody in the Cowboys suite was rooting for the Cowboys and so I had to hide my cheese hat in Porsche's purse. And um, don't get me wrong, I, I, I like the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys. I love all the village people, as a matter of fact. Um, but, but Aaron Rodgers is a friend of mine. He's the quarterback for the Packers. And so uh, I'm sitting in the, in the Cowboys suite, the owner of the Cowboys, and secretly cheering every time the Packers scored or every time another whistleblower came forward. And uh, the referees, you guys, the referees. Um, but during the game, they showed a shot of George and me laughing together. And uh, so people were upset. They thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? Didn't even notice I'm holding the brand new iPhone 11. And, uh, but a lot of people were mad, and they did what people do when they're mad. They tweet. And, uh, but here's one tweet that I loved. This uh, person says, Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again. And, uh, I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but, but I'm friends with people who wear fur. And I, I'm friends with people who are furry, as a matter of fact. I have <laughs> friends who should tweeze more. And I, I have... But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. Doesn't matter. I'm going to leave it at that. That was Ellen DeGeneres on the 7th um, doing her opening monologue, of course, with the very controversial story. And I don't know why, but yet it is literally just brushed up into something huge about her and uh, former President George W. Bush sitting together at the um, football game that is so infamously, you know, in the news now. And I mean, some of the, just some of the headlines that are, that are out right now 
Our BuzzFeed kindness is not enough. Page six, why Ellen DeGeneres' friendship with George W. Bush is so controversial. Another headline says, dearest, most favorite friend, Ellen Emergens. Oh, that's something else. Um, let's see what else here. The back backlash against Ellen DeGeneres exposed the hypocrisy of Hollywood. Um, Fox News, uh, Joy, Bar- Joy Behar knocks Ellen DeGeneres Bush friendship. I don't see myself hanging out with Trump anytime soon. Um, Mark Ruffalo sharply criticized. Like, there's just so much controversy, and I think Ellen was just making a very, very good point that in this political climate, and especially at this time, it's more important now more than ever to uh, break bread with our brothers, as I say, you know, to really sit and just talk and open ourselves up to different points of view, different political points of view. And even if someone, I mean, my best friend in the whole world from college, <laughs> um, he and I don't share the same political views at all, but we, we don't share the same political view at all, but we, we don't really talk about it. We just, we are just such good friends that we have jokes and I, 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 you know, we just don't talk about it. I mean, there was one point, um, towards the end of college when we did talk about it during the, um, campaign when Obama was running for second term in 2012, because that's when he graduated college and he and I were really good friends at that point. And then we just made a conscious effort and talked to each other and said, look, we both have very, uh, different opinions on what we see and what we believe in. So we just won't talk about it and it's fine and that's okay. And we see the, the good in each other, regardless of our political views. And that's okay. And that's, I think the, the main point that Ellen is trying to make in her monologue. And obviously she's not going to go into the intricacies of, you know, the political climate, even though she does, does make funny jokes, like about the whistleblower coming forward and, you know, clapping and w- rooting for that. I mean, but it's okay because we're in such a dark time that, you have to have people that just make light of these difficult situations. So I'm going to read you some articles today. This entire episode is going to be based on that. Um, thank you so much for the feedback, by the way, on my two, my most, my, my, my two recent episodes, one on Matt Lauer and one on Ronan Farrow, with regards to um, sort of the whole you know, media firestorm that's going on with regards to that. Um, but this was a story that sort of happened earlier in the week, and the reason why I didn't post about it. I did talk about it a little bit in one of my earlier episodes, but the reason why I held off, because I wanted, I like to now wait to see what other stories come out with regards to one subject, unless it's like a pop, a pop culture-based story. In a way, this is because, of course, Ellen is a, a fixture in pop culture, but not in this negative light. She's always getting positive you know, praise for the good that she does, and she does do good, and she always ends, up her, she always ends her show with the tag, be kind to one another, and like she said in the uh, video there, don't just be kind to people who share the same views as you, be kind to everyone, and that's really true. I mean, I try to live my life that way too, just be kind to everyone. Um, so let's just, we're going to jump right into it. The first story is from Vanity Fair. Um, and it's sort of, this is sort of what ignited the opposing view to those who are, are, are um, really dissecting Ellen's words and, and saying that it's so much more complicated and that basically you can't just be that kind to someone who has a different political view than you, which you can. It's that easy because if I can do it, anyone can do it. I'm not a scholar. I don't run a magazine. So let's just read this out and then we're going to go through it and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, by the way, I hope everyone has, uh, I hope everyone had a really good week. I don't usually do Friday episodes going into the weekend, but I thought this was something that I wanted to do. And I was just, re- I'm sitting at home right now. I was going to go to the store actually and get a TV because I don't have a TV. I just, I watch everything on my phone or in our computer, but I, I figured, and I was telling myself, I really need a TV because I love watching movies at night. I love watching TV shows. And there's some really good, you know, TVs out there that I just, I just need to get one. I had one before, but I didn't have one because when I don't have a TV, I literally find myself leaving the apartment all day. I get a lot of work done. I get out and I like to sort of maximize every hour of my day when I'm not in my apartment and just get out and do stuff. And I love to, you know, get steps. And as I said, I go to the gym a lot. I play with my dog. So it's just great. By the way, my dog is sleeping in his bed next to me. So cute. Every little, 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 Bougie. Okay, here we go. Um, 
Vanity Fair. Ellen DeGeneres, George W. Bush, and the Limits of Unconditional Kindness. Uh, this is written by Laura Bradley, and the, sort of the tagline of this is, For decades, DeGeneres has been the sunny representative for a brighter world we might all live in if we were kinder to one another. But that imagined utopia seems increasingly out of touch with reality. Again, this is... This author's words, Vanity Fair, not mine. Um, and there's a side-by-side photo of DeGener- uh, Ellen DeGeneres with a football player and George and um, Mrs. Bush. Uh, by the way, I know someone in L.A., I have a friend in L.A. who worked at the White House during the uh, Bush administration, and he is a very liberal guy, super nice. He's very anti, you know, the administration that's now. And he just said, Laura, George and Laura Bush were just wonderful people. And people also have to understand before I read this that it's not just the president making one decision, it's his entire cabinet, or her cabinet, you know, hopefully it's her one day. Um, so you can't just blame one person. There's just a whole group of people that are... Politics is just crazy, and it's like, it's like this is the equivalent of like doing an episode talking about money, and I don't like talking about this stuff. Not that this is really a political story, but it's just it's, it's talking about someone who I love and who I think is just such a positive fixture in our culture today, and, I, and her voice now is even more important given how you know, gray and dark the skies are, choppy the waters are. Okay. And her latest stand-up special, relatable, by the way, that was on Netflix, you guys, you guys should check it out, it's so funny, it was LOLing, and Wanda Sykes' is special too, it was great, and, um, uh, oh my gosh, oh, I did an episode of it, um, oh, yeah. the name will come to me, he was so funny, he just, the name will come to me, his podcast, his, his Netflix special, you know who I'm talking about, it was really good. Um, in her latest stand-up special, Relatable, Ellen DeGeneres spends around an hour telling her audience just how different her life is from theirs. The bathroom she visits have attendance, she says, while telling a joke about the emotional support animal she grips. 10B, does, that, does the plane go back that far? I've never been back there. But fame, she admits, comes with drawbacks too. Quote, when you do something stupid, you're just a person someone saw doing something stupid. She says, when I do something stupid, it's a story. The joke has come to mind for me twice this year. The first time when DeGeneres groused... Um, with Kevin Hart over the firestorm that erupted when he refused to apologize for his past homophobic humor and eventually uh, relinquished the job of Oscar host. Quote, there are so many haters out there, DeGeneres told Hart in January. Whatever's going on on the internet, excuse me, I have to call. <clears throat> Whatever's going on on the internet, don't pay attention to them. That's a small group of people being very, very loud. We are a huge group of people who love you and want to see you host the Oscars. The second time was on Tuesday, when she waved away any criticism of, for her friendly hangout with George W. Bush, the man whose resume includes the invasion of Iraq and, both, and the botched federal response to Hurricane Katrina. Speaking before her talk show, audience, the generous said, quote, here's the thing, and this is what the video I played at the beginning of this episode said, and this is just reiterating it within the article. Here's the thing, I'm friends with George W. Bush, and... Fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay. Just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean I'm not going to be friends with them. Very true. That's the same way I feel, Ellen. When I say be kind to one another, I don't only mean the people that think the same way you do. I mean be kind to everyone. It doesn't matter. End quote. Um, DeGeneres is not the first celebrity to aid Bush's post-presidency rebrand. The list also includes Michelle Obama, whose friendly relationship with the former president has proven to be one of the decade's biggest surprises, and Jimmy Kimmel, who in 2017 welcomed Bush to his show to gab about his favorite new hobby, painting. But there's something, especially on brand, about DeGeneres' plea for unconditional kindness. She's made her name as a bubbly talk show host slash celebrity whisperer who can befriend just about anyone. But the conditioned backlash against the generous, even after her address, is also a sign that such a brand is incompatible with reality. 
Ellen has been a towering presence on the talk show scene for a reason. For millions of viewers across America, DeGeneres and her show's sparkling set represent a sunny alternate reality, one in which everyone is fun and nice and happy to dance and play games. It's simulated ap apocalyptic utopia. Ooh, so fancy. Uh, one that seems to reflect DeGeneres' belief that kindness is the most important virtue of all, one that should trump all else, literally, literally and figuratively. And by the way, people don't have to go read into this and dissect it so much. It's just a, it's just a up, uplifting moment, you know? Okay, to continue this article. There's kind of a paradox of DeGeneres' public persona. As she notes in her special, her success is, in many ways, hard won. After coming out in 97, wow. DeGeneres lost her show, as well as countless friends and supporters, delivering a... Um, commercial for homosexuality during Relatable DeGeneres said side effects may include loss of friends, loss of family, unemployment. Since then, however, that's funny, DeGeneres has become one of America's most beloved celebrities and a de, and a de facto spokesperson for the LGBTQ community, um, given that until relatively recently, she was one of the most visible members. Whether or not DeGeneres should be that person is not important. For many Americans, she is and might always be. According to Forbes, DeGeneres was also the 15th highest paid celebrity last year, pulling in $87.5 million, oh my gosh, an income that, by her own admission and relatable, means her existence is simply incomparable to those of the audience members who fill her seats to watch her. As most movie stars, though. It's true. Um, in a video clip that circulated over the weekend, both DeGeneres and Bush were smiling, having a good time, being kind. For some of DeGeneres' fans, including uh, one whose tweet she quoted in her monologue, the site represented precisely the values she's long espoused. In that clip, DeGeneres seems to hope we will see unity, a representation of what we could achieve if we put aside our differences and recognize our shared humanity. But how deep does this unity run? What are the parameters of the kindness that we should all practice? After running on a platform of, quote, compassionate conservatism, President Bush went on to oppose gay marriage, nominate Supreme Court justices who were instrumental in, the, in 2010's disastrous Citizens United versus FEC ruling and chose a FEMA head who allowed thousands of New Orleans residents to languish in the Superdome without adequate food or water. For millions of people, the Bush era was not one of compassion or kindness. Throughout her address, but again, just before I continue this, Ellen was saying she is friends with people who have different views. She didn't specify, she didn't go into specifics about saying what he did during his presidency, but what he did or didn't do during his presidency, but that she's friends with him but he has different views than she does. So she's recognizing the fact that she doesn't agree or that she doesn't share the same views or beliefs or practices, but they are friends. That is all this is about. So people who have to really dissect it and nitpick it and be so picky about it, it's just crazy. You can be friends with someone and separate what they've done. I've done it and I'm not a complicated person. Okay, to continue. By the way, I don't mean to be shady to people. I just, I'm just defending Ellen because she's making a very simple point. And she's expressing it very simply. Be kind to one another, regardless. Not just people who are the same as you, people who are different than you, because that's what connects people, and that's what will link people, and that's what will get everything back on track of what it was before when this president created a volcanic eruption like Pompeii. <sighs> just crazy. Okay, to continue this article. Um, throughout her address, uh, DeGeneres reduced this, reduced this history to a difference of beliefs. She compared there would be tension to that share between the Cowboys and the Packers and fans. That's called being clever and making a metaphor so people can understand it in a more simple way that isn't being so harsh and pressing her views on people because that's not what you wanted to do. See how simple it is for people to understand, for me to understand it, I can understand it, you can understand it. Um, or those who enjoy wearing, wearing fur coats and those who oppose them. Obviously, she's talking about the Kardashians because she's like besties with them, but they love their fur, which is okay. And Ellen said, that's okay. I don't like it, but it's okay because they're different than I am. Um, but when one person has historically believed other people should not be the, have the same basic rights as another, 
It's hard to treat those differences as benign, especially when that person once ex- exercised their power to help make their beliefs a reality. The timing of this is coincidentally poignant. This week, the Supreme Court began considering Altitude Express, Inc. versus Zarda, Bostock versus Clayton County, and RG and GR Harris Funeral Homes versus um, EEOC, in which it will rule on crucial protections for LGBTQ plus people in the workplace. Although the generous once faced unemployment due to her sexuality, her fame guarantees she will probably never face such a problem again or face financial strife. There, that's the level of security most LGBTQ plus people simply do not have, especially outside of Hollywood. Well, Ellen's always advocating for the, I don't want to say the little people, but Ellen's obvious, always helping people who are struggling and needing, and, and she's doing what she can. I mean, she can't give money to everyone. She doesn't have an unlimited amount, but she does a lot of good with what she has. Um, for many young queer people growing up in the 90s, Generous was a rare beacon of hope. Even as a hardcore, even as hardcore um, conservatives branded her the Ellen Degenerate, ugh, so cruel, and boycotted stores that hired her for Christmas campaigns. The impact will always remain, but it's now hard to think of any message less compatible with our era than it does matter uh, what someone stands for. Um, and that's the end of the article. But I mean, that was, I thought it was really, it was the smart, I, I, I've looked at a bunch of articles with regards to this story. And I thought that one from Vanity Fair, it, it sort of posed the question, but not in a really harsh, intense, cruel way, but merely um, just stating that their point of view, which is that people should have um, the viewpoints of different people matter and you know that that is what it is so i'm going to read you uh another there was something from the hill that i found online sorry i'm just looking this up right now it was on my phone but then i closed out of it um give me one second here um it was it was another article with regards to um like i guess response from celebrity responses uh, to this story, and I want to read it to you because there were celebrities who came out that were opposed to it, and celebrities that came out that were supporting it. Okay, here we go. Um, here we go. How the um, title of this article is uh, Celebrity Split Over Ellen DeGeneres' Remarks About George W. Bush. Um, this is again written on the 9th of October by Aris Foley, The Hill. I'm not going to read the whole article to you because it pretty much reiterates what I just read you in the Vanity Fair article, so it makes some really good points. Um, but this, this, um, provides responses from, you know, people, uh, celebrities that, you know, Ellen has hosted and whatnot. Okay, so here we go. Um, Reese Witherspoon praised Generous's response in a tweet on Tuesday saying, quote, thank you for this important reminder, Ellen. And then it, she, of course, retweets, I have no, I have friends who don't think the same things I do. Uh, when I say be kind to one another, I don't mean to the people who think the same way you do. I mean, be kind to everyone. Witherspoon's tweet appears to have since been deleted after it became the subject of much criticism on Twitter. And that's what I thought was really interesting as well, because Reese has been on Ellen's show many times and they're longtime friends. So maybe... Um, I wonder if she did that just because it was uh, not on brand or whatnot. But, you know, sort of stand by your words, girl. You don't have to delete it. Um, And then the next response is from Kristen Bell, who, you know, I love her. Veronica Mars, Gossip Girl, and, of course, uh, Frozen 2 coming out soon. Kristen Bell even put a side-by-side split of both DeGeneres and Bush's photos together on Instagram with the caption, quote, She's my queen! Um, however, Mark Ruffalo, who you guys know from the Avengers, he plays the Hulk amongst, amongst his many accolades, of course. However, Mark Ruffalo took issue with the comedian's response to the ongoing controversy in a tweet on Wednesday afternoon. And this is what he's citing. Sorry, quote, this is his tweet. Sorry, uh, until George W. Bush is brought to justice for the crimes of the Iraq war, including American-led torture, Iraqi deaths and displacement and the deep scars, emotional and otherwise, 
inflicted on our military that serves as folly, we can't even begin to talk about kindness. And then he actually interestingly retweeted the Vanity Fair article that I just read you, uh, what they tweeted in their headline is sort of summarizing their article. Um, so it's just really interesting uh, that, you know, there's been a whole sort of spectrum of responses, responses all over the spectrum. Um, and, you know, it's just so, it's crazy because she's, she's not a controversial figure. She's, she just stands for good. And that's what I firmly believe that she does do. And she does it really, really well. And her show is just, it's always funny and light and happy and cheerful. And that's what she says. She just wants for one hour a day to bring everyone happiness, given, you know, the difficult times that people face, not just political, the political, you know, sort of tricky, tricky, choppy waters running right now. But I think with regards to everybody who's suffering and having trouble, you know, understanding the depths of uh the challenges that he's had um but I, uh, I, there's another article i have pulled up here by some nbc ellen degeneres and george w bush's cowboys meet up in the rebels reveals the cost of acceptance and then the tag of this article is for those of us within the lgbt community and other minority communities um the request to quote be kind is demand for silence this is written by marcy bianco i did read this article too and it was interesting. There were some really poignant moments of it. Um, chief among them, I'm going to read two bold, two bold uh, sort of quotes from the article. Quote one is, Today, DeGeneres is not only famous, she's incredibly wealthy, and she has developed a global brand that is both unfailingly positive and unpredictably safe. And then the other headline is, Oh, my throat is so dry. I've drink some water. Ellen is the world's most famous lesbian. George W. Bush is a straight white man who is um, uh, fronted, who, who, uh, Consciously fronted his administration's agenda to diminish and prevent rights and benefits being afforded to the to LGBTQ plus Americans. In 2004, for example, he announced his support for federal marriage uh, for the federal marriage amendment, which aimed to quote protect the institution of marriage by limiting it to the union of a man and a woman. In his endorsement of the amendment, Bush implied that gay marriage is harmful to society. Uh, quote, marriage cannot be severed from its cultural, religious, and um, natural roots without weakening the good influence of society. Later in 2008, his administration refused to support the United Nations Declaration condemning acts of homophobia, voting against the measure alongside Russia. The generous is um, nacho-sharing pal was around, criticized um, by those who remember this not-so-distant history, who remember the policies and values um, espoused by Bush's administration. This history looms especially large this week as the Supreme Court hears multiple cases on LGBT protections and rights in the workplace. Quote, just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean I'm not going to be friends with them. She explained, when I say be kind to one another, I don't mean the people who think the same way that you do. I mean, be kind to everyone. Um, and then the author of this article also wrote, these words sound good, but what does, quote, be kind really mean? Who does it work for? Whose ideology does it uphold? And what power does it service? And then she goes on and on to defend her, you know, uh, her words. What I, what I think, you know, this basically means is that Ellen is, I think people are making this way more complicated, as I mentioned before, are making this way more complicated than it really is. I think Ellen is just standing for good. And I think it's really silly. And I don't want to say stupid because it's a harsh word, but I think it's just silly and stupid. I'm going to say it. Um, that people are really dissecting this. And if you want to fix, if all the people who, like myself, are good and want, or stand for good and just, you know, are not sort of, these harsh people that want to keep everyone sep- divided. If you want to bring people together and create a union with people with opposing views, then you have to just stop making this more complicated than it really is. And it's super simple in that, um, you know, just just uh, preach, just live out the words that she says, be kind to one another. And it's not that hard. And I think Ellen, obviously she's a smart, intelligent, very successful woman. And she remembers obviously what happened during his administration, the stuff she probably doesn't agree with. But she... She knows that. She's just saying, we have different views, but we're friends. 
And that's what we do. And I, I just, I, I, I was, you know, really hesitant to put out this episode because it is very controversial and it's, it is, it's a bit more politically charged than I usually talk about. Because usually the stories I talk about are, you know, pop culture type stories. But I know right now it's hard and I have to really, you know, pay, pay homage and shed light to the stories that are in the media. Specifically the Matt Lauer stuff I was talking about the other day. And then uh, Ronan Farrell's book that's coming out, Catch and Kill. But um, anyways, you guys, I just, I just thought I'd put this out there. Um, because it, it, it's, you know, what's in the news media? It's in the headlines right now, so we'll see. Um, but you know what? I think any type of friendship like this is good, and where people who are too, um, too completely opposing sides of the spectrum can come together and sit together and have a laugh and a good night or a good day or a good party or a good game like Ellen and Bush's, then that's great! Then that's great, and that's what we want. We want people to, you know, come together as a union and, and just enjoy themselves versus just always being so politically charged and attacking one another and just, you know... It's all complicated, but um, anyways, uh, have a great weekend, you guys. I'll be back Monday with a new episode um, with some stories that's going to probably come out over the weekend. All right, everyone, be safe and see you Monday.